This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, this is Frida Liu and you're listening to Her Vantage and this is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. Ten years ago, Nick Suzila, Nick Hassan, Susie and Sarah Hakuda, Sarah, established a women-led social enterprise that aspires to become the catalyst of textiles, clothing and plastic circular economy in Malaysia, Singapore, Australia. Named Cloth, K-L-O-T-H, why did they start, how far they've come and what's the vision? So we're going to find out. Good morning, ladies. Good, Good morning. morning. Thank you for having us. Hello. Did I get everybody's name correctly? Perfectly yes. correct. Okay. 10 years ago. Take me back 10 years ago. How did this start? So, well, it started basically more than 10 years ago whereby both Sarah and I, we studied together in University of Naga National. We were accounting graduates. After that, what happened was I joined the audit firm. I didn't like it. Well, first of all, I studied accounting. I didn't like it. It wasn't really my choice. And after joining the audit firm and then a securities company and then I joined the media. So Sarah left Malaysia. Sarah went to Dublin, Ireland. So she came back in our early 30s. At that time, we were communicating. We were like, what do we do with our life? For me, I made it clear that it wasn't something that I like. I don't like to calculate people's money. I was in the media for 10 years, by the way, behind the scene job on the commercial advertising side, whatever. So, of course, just it's something that you can relate, right? You can get access all to all types of passes, right? Events, conferences, summit and everything. So, one thing landed on my lap was the World Marketing Summit, which was in October was it October, Sarah? 2013, yeah. Correct, that's right. At that time, Saraha was working for a GLC company after coming back from Dublin, Ireland. And she wanted to follow me because she said she wanted to do more just about accounting and being a chartered accountant. So I'm like, okay, okay, you come with me because this is a long event. It's called World Marketing Summit, whereby the global leaders came to Malaysia to talk about MDG back then, but now it's called SDG. So she came, the global leaders were there, so I was outside waiting for something at Putrajaya International Convention Centre and I saw a Dutch guy, so we were talking, I was having a casual chat with him, he said, do you know that this is made for recycled plastic bottle, this outfit, his uniform, I was like, oh, I didn't know, you got to be joking, no, that's why I'm here with my boss. Then after that, Sarah joined and we met the boss, her name is Monique Maizan, she's a Dutch lady based in Shanghai for over 20 years. And then after that, we were talking, so Sarah whispered to me, Susie, why don't we do this as a business? Go and see her tomorrow before she goes back to Shanghai and then tell her that this is what we want to do. We want to become their distributor in Malaysia. So I did that. Sarah couldn't join me because my working hours were more, more flexible. So I went to see them and she said that if you want to explore this, come to Shanghai and we talk about distribution ship and also sustainable fashion, whatever not. And you know what? We did, but it took a few months later. So that's how we started. We incorporated the company, by the way, Freda, on the 11-12-13, 11 December 2013, deliberately because we wanted the sequence of number and it could also miss hope, the last hope, right? Because that's the last sequence. So in February 2014, we went, never been to China, never speak a word in Mandarin. And then after that, we struck a deal with them. We come back to Malaysia and then we started to sell textiles made from recycled plastic bottles. We partnered with the government. We were the first company to be in partnership with the Ministry of Energy, Green Technology and Water back then to catalyze the uh, textile circular economy. But it wasn't as big as because we realized that it was an uphill battle because the awareness wasn't there. Fast forward, come 2017, Sarah and I wanted to give up because while we had customers who were making textiles made from recycled plastic bottles into 
uniforms but the thing is that it's not justifiable in terms of revenue and profit right we couldn't survive because we were from the corporate sector and then to fast forward yeah fast forward how cloth cast happened this is a very important milestone so one of our friends who was freelancing with us he said guest jeans wants to run a campaign on recycling their names they're like we don't know anything about fabric recycling and what we do is that we sell textiles made recycled plastic bottles however we did some research as a group Sarah as well all of us and Sarah was in charge of researching on the recycler so we did a branded content proposal blah 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 and then we landed into this guy Sarah caught right Dale Warren who's the owner of Laflang Clothing Malaysia which is the only ISO certified recycling company in Malaysia so we did a campaign anyway well, after that, Lot 10 was talking to us. They wanted to launch another fabric bin. And then we did that Lot 10 in conjunction with the World... Uh, sorry, with Earth Day. Earth Day. Earth Hour. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Earth Hour, that's right. Did you know that at that time, Cloth did not have a name until Lot 10 2017? It's because we called our brand Cloth last time. in the Amber Heart. And then also that, thinking through, right? We were at the juncture where we wanted to give up, honestly. Because, you know, we had bills to pay, Right. So we're like, do we do this because we love it or we do this really like a business and remodel everything? We were discussing together and then after that, we came up with a framework and a structure of something that we really want to do. So we pledged. Sarah said that, you know what, let's pledge to call it 188,000 kilograms. So we decided on 18, 2018. And then we did a circular economy business model whereby there's a lot of revenue streams and a lot of social environmental impacts. We launched that and then you know what? In 11 months, we collected about 200,000 kilograms since August 2018. And then after that, we decided that, you know what? This is something that Malaysia wants. Malaysia was not ready back then for recycled plastic bottle textiles. But instead, what Malaysia needs to have and should have is an advocacy, a social enterprise that runs and campaign for fabric recycling in Malaysia as a foundation first before we talk about something bigger about green technology whatever not and then the rest is history as we speak now it's may sorry it's june now june 2023 we have collected more than 5.3 million kilograms of textiles and clothing from malaysia and singapore with more than 400 fabric bins in malaysia singapore but of course 95 percent are in malaysia and with more than 600 fabric recycling partners who are the government, the corporate citizens, industry players, community and a lot of others. So in a nutshell to tell you, it wasn't that Sarah and I we wake up early in the morning, we wanted to be a garbage collector. No, we wanted to sell textiles made for recycled plastic bottle. But somehow it has to pivot because Malaysians, we were not ready for sustainable textiles. But what we needed was a proper education on A, why we should keep fabric out of landfills and most importantly is to get the fabric brains around in Malaysia, not just talking. So that's, that, that's the story. So you've explained a little bit what it is, right, Susie? But when you talk about catalyzing circularity in textiles, clothing and plastics, can you explain to me what this means? Because people, I think, me, don't really understand when you talk about circularity. So basically, catalyzing circularity in textiles and clothing means many things. Number one, let's talk about the production of textiles and clothing. So going back to our first ambition that we wanted to sell sustainable fibers, right, made for recycled plastic bottle. So basically, that is the first step. So you have to rethink what you want to buy. Are you buying 
your clothing from virgin polyester never been used before is it from sustainable fibers or something that is recycled from plastic bottles or be it from organic cotton right so it's a choice however in Malaysia sustainable cotton or textiles made from recycled plastic bottles is not really popular or you can't even find that easily at brick and mortar shops right so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to educate people and we're trying to introduce that to the market. However, we are not strong in B2C market. We are in the B2B market whereby we supply a lot of corporate uniforms made from recycled plastic bottles to the corporate clients. So that's number one. Number two, let's talk about what happens after that is basically disposal. So the disposal comes from what? So when you don't want something, let's talk about us, right? Me, example, a lot of outfits that I used to fancy my 20s, I may not be able to wear anymore because of my size has increased or because of the style, I get a little bit embarrassed or whatever that I used to wear in my 20s. I feel that it's out of place. That's not really me, right? So the disposal can be A, hand it down to people that you know who has the same style or same size. B is to recycle as in like you give it to you know anyone who needs it right it can be recyclers who are able to distribute that accordingly or be to the marginalized communities but the truth is that a lot of outfits that we wear on a daily basis may not be suitable for a lot of other people you see because of you know the suitability of the style right so in between that catalyzing circularity also means reuse what does it mean it means that a lot of items right example at domestic level our denim jeans is actually high value, even if it's torn, right? Because we can cut it into smaller pieces and we can make it into products. Example, we can make it into pouch bag or tote bags. We created a brand called Cloth Woman Up for that, for reuse purpose, whereby we take the donated denims and then we turn that into products. And these products are pre-ordered from our corporate customers, L'Oreal, Busa Malaysia, MBI Selangor and a lot of others. So B40 communities in Malaysia are able to sow it so that generates income for them at the informal sector level. And we produce about 28,000 products so far since July 2020 when we launched Cloth Woman Up. So in a nutshell, what does it mean by catalyzing circularity in our world is basically rethinking on how you procure or you purchase something from the fiber level. You think about how to reuse that and also at the disposal level. So we are encompassing all this stuff. Yeah, just to add on the catalyzing from cloth standpoint, we want to become not just impact maker, it's also changing behavior, changing the lifestyle of our human being, not just flexibility from the consumption until the disposal, right? So whatever in their lives, like every steps, you know, every life cycle of the clothing and textile, even the plastic, people know like what is the repercussion, what is the consequences of their choice, and also what will happen after they want to dispose it. So we want to make it like a sort of automatic so that by the end of its useful life, like where do they send this clothing? And instantly they'll say like, okay, let's send to cloth fabric paint because we send to a facility, ISO 14001 certified where nothing 
disposed into the landfill. So that's why our main tagline is keeping fabrics at the landfill because you have zero waste to the landfill. Even if you send plastic, cardboards, you know, in any forms, you know, even like certain people put in like plastic toys and all that. So we will segregate it and send to the respective recyclers and not right. to the landfills. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more. I know you went through the projects and all the textiles, bottles, but we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. I'm here with Susie and Sarah from Cloth. Stay tuned to Her Vantage. I'm Frida Liu, BFM 89.9. Because friends matter. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Her Vantage and this is where we speak to women of influence and leadership. If you've just joined us, I'm speaking to Nick Suzila, Nick Hassan, Suzy and Sarah Halkada, Sarah from Cloth and their women-led social enterprise that inspires to become the catalyst of textiles, clothing and plastics, a circular economy in Malaysia, Singapore and Australia. You know, I just want to go through, you mentioned earlier on, but maybe this is based on your website and the figures might have gone up. Cloth care fabrics, 4 million kilograms of textile and clothing have been collected and recycled. Have the figures gone up there? Yeah, definitely. So we have collected from August 2000, 2018 until now. Is over 5.3 million kilograms from ah. Malaysia and Singapore, but more than, I would say more than 95% are from Malaysia. We started right. Singapore last year. Okay. Cloth care plastics, 15,000 loose plastic bottles since 2015. Sarah, but that has not increased much really. Well, I'd right. say it might be about 20,000 loose plastic bottles that we are collecting from the schools. Not much progress on that. Okay, and then when you say that, then cloth textile and cloth wear, two and five thousand loose plastic bottles were used to make textiles and clothing. So that is where we started back in 2013. Supply of textile made from second plastic bottle, corporate uniforms, corporate merchandise. So I think like Susie mentioned earlier, so we started, I think since 2018, you know, the business started to pick up again. We have received a lot of inquiries and orders as well. I think more and more awareness probably ever since that we, we have this ban, single-use plastic, whatever not. And even corporates are going into a sustainability journey, you know, mm. um, that they want to incorporate into their corporate you know sustainability reporting yep. so there we have a lot of people doing like CSR they go out they want to have something nice to talk about you know made from the mm. plastic bottles so accumulatively since 2013 we have saved more than 200,000 right 250,000 now Sarah because we yeah 250 now Two hundred fifty thousand loose bottles. Slowly but surely. I must find out what happened during the pandemic. How did y'all survive that? And I believe <laughs> this was cloth woman up that y'all came up with. Yeah, we Tell we came more. up with cloth woman up. So during the pandemic, you know, of course, all of us were devastated, right? Especially for us, whereby you know only the essential services were able to operate. Recycling were deemed to be a no man's land, right? It's like people still recycle and people want to recycle more because people stay at home. But the thing is that there was a lot of barriers in terms of transportation. So we were like, how can we innovate cloth so that 
all of us are still creating environmental social impact. At the same time, we have revenue and we are helping others as well during the pandemic. So that was when we realized that let's do this. You know, we had this cloth woman up idea for some time already because we know for a fact that a lot of textiles that we receive are high quality. So and Sarah and I were like, you know what, let's just do this during the pandemic. So it started with a group WhatsApp between me, Sarah, our staff, Adeline, and our freelancer, advisor as well, Sufini. So it started with a group WhatsApp, cloth woman up. So woman up means what? Well, it's actually from a song, Beyonce's song called woman up. Up can mean many things. A, it can mean upcycling. B, it can mean up your mojo and your belief system as a woman. It can be many things that diversified. And then after that, we scale it down into, okay, the brand DNA. So which one of the SDG that it takes, right? What is the actual outcome in terms of environment and the impact for the women in the B40s, right? Imagine if all of us are affected, imagine those people in the informal sector, they are not able to buy their essentials, right? Because they lost income. So yes, Woman Up is very special for all of us. It's because literally it was done through WhatsApp group and through emails through the pandemic. And we gave birth to Cloth Woman Up on 1st July 2020. Right. I'm just also thinking, how did you guys get into Singapore and Australia? Okay, so it started because of our fabric recycling, Clockers. So our coverage is only Klang Valley, Negeri Milan and Melaka. So in 2019, one of the local council in Johor, Madlis Bandaraya Iskada Putri, they invited us to collect fabric waste from their municipality. And we collect over eight months and we got lots of collection from there. And we talked to Dale and Dale was very happy Dale about the Yeah, so he's very happy and say like oh okay so Singapore is just next door so why don't we explore Singapore right and because some of our clients uh, they're global brands and we have MNC clients as well so it's a good opportunity for us to be present in Singapore as well so we can collect so we started I think mid last year we set up a company in Singapore well still starting small but I think we have collected more than 20,000 kilograms is it? Thirty now, thirty now. Oh, Just 30 now, yeah. yeah. So, thirty thousand kilograms, and how it started was it was timing as well. So you wanted to do that, and so Dyson HQ in Singapore, right? It was just perfect timing. So we were recycling with them. So we installing the bin in Johor, and then the amazing people in Dyson Johor said that you know what, go to next door our headquarters office. I'm like, what? Your super bombastic office in Singapore? You wanted me to put a bin there? So happens I was in Singapore as well at the time. So I had the opportunity to meet the head of sustainability who's heading the sustainability department of Singapore Dyson and he was really nice well received and started from last year and then we expanded from there what about Australia Australia is just something new whereby we incorporated the company last year and our fabric cycler deal and lifeline clothing they are second largest in Australia so it is an aspiration but we have not started in Australia like big time but it's a company that we set up together so that we can bring these global brands together in Singapore as well and to process the items in Malaysia so this is something that we will be working this year I would say maybe third or final quarter right and your business is very B2B not so much B2C eh? that's right Okay. Do you have a large team supporting you? Oh my God. We have nine full-time and nine all, full-time. Women. Right. all yeah. women. All right. And are you planning to raise funds at all or has it just grown organically working with your corporate partners? This is a fact that I want everyone to know. Did you know that Claude doesn't have an investor, funder, and we never receive 
a single cent a grant we never receive any grants right Sarah 100% is commercial no we we haven't gone to that channel yet yeah yet we are yes, just so yes. busy of collecting fabric. So, yeah, I mean, it's organically growth. Of course, we want to accelerate with more team members. We are expanding nationwide. Eventually, we will have more teams. And of course, fundraising is needed. Yeah. Right. I think like when you started 10 years ago, people don't know much about it. And I would say that you've gone through a lot of things, right? But Almost I guess- got bankrupt. Almost got bankrupt. Both of us. Seriously. <laughs> I was going to ask what has been most challenging in running oh, your business and I guess that was it <laughs> I think we had a crossroad that Susie said like before we started Clockcast back in 2018 that was our crossroad actually whether we you know continue or go back to our corporate lives but I believe that we have take off since 2018 Okay, so you talk about all these interesting projects that you've worked with corporate clients, right? Are there some that you think was, wow, that was so unique? Uh, I'm sure there's there's many, but would you like to highlight that? Just to give an idea of how corporate partners can work with you. Sarah, I think it's only fair that we mentioned Shell, that we collected more than 2.3 million, right? I give it to you. Yeah, so Shell retailers, so they approached us when we first started early 2019. So they pledged to have 50 stations to have the fabric bins. So they have been very helpful. I think it's just a network of Shell retailers. Started with uh, Shell, TTDI, and then in Subang. And it has grown within their networks, right? And then people say like, oh, I want to be part of this. So because one of our taglines is also join the movement, keep fabrics out of the landfills, right? So they want to be part of this. And I think when you find the like-minded, even people also like most of them are women as well, women supporting women. So I think that kind of give us the, uh, we feel the superpower, you know, it's like, oh my God, people are being human. In comparison, when you are in corporate world, people are challenging you with ideas and things like that. But when you talk about environment, helping each other, especially women, it's a different energy altogether. Even like sitting together, you know, even like you're a stranger and it's like, what do you do? Oh, I'm collecting garbage. Like, it's like, wow, you know, it's saving the environment. It's suddenly a totally different topic like we can talk to different level of people from executive from students from young people until the sea level you know we have run various clothing drive through like one of them with Edoko in partnership with Shelter today as well the CEO came and helped us to collect unwanted fabrics so those are the things beautiful things like all walks of life come on board join the movement become a human want to save the planet and they feel you know the triggering problem like fast fashion is also a detrimental to the environment simply because this is what I want to highlight that people doesn't know like even though our fabric waste is contributing to 4.1% to the landfill but the impact is the same as the plastic waste because more than 60% of our clothing production made from synthetic fiber which is the same polymer that to make the plastic bottles so that's where we need to go out there and people say like oh I never know that you know so when Whenever it goes to the landfill, it will have the same impact as your plastic waste. Right. Here's to a brighter 10 more years and more. Thank you for the work that you're doing. It's been a pleasure speaking to both of you. I've been speaking to Susie and Sarah from Cloth and you've been listening to Her Vantage on BFM 89.9. listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 
For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.